Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Hello, everyone from Austin, Texas. I'm so excited to be down here. A, it's beautiful. B, the weather is great, like 70s, 80s Fahrenheit. Beautiful. And C, I'm excited to move on with my ministry, to continue to give myself to God fully. I've never been able, I think, to fully say, God, do whatever you want with me. Because I always had my husband, and I'm not blaming my husband. That's not where I'm going with this. I'm blaming myself because I used my husband as an excuse for a lot of things. I can't stop drinking because, you know, my husband drinks. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) You know, I'm pretty sure God didn't take Jeff away from me so that I could stop drinking, but I know that... He took him away from me so that I could start praying better. And that's what I was reflecting on this morning is my prayer life and also my life life. How critical these two are as I move forward. And when I say critical, I mean, I cannot do my life without prayer. I am trying to live with God, to talk to God, to see God, to constantly offer up everything. For example, as I'm walking through the airport yesterday, maybe I would see someone who was dressed a little, I don't know, different, not very conservative. Let's just say that. And if I immediately kind of do a judgment I will grab that thought, give it to Jesus and say, Jesus, help me love this person because they're your child. What are you doing with them? I have no idea. If I remember, if I remember or remind myself of who I was, no judgment. And then I had a little something to eat. So I'm sitting at the desk or the table or whatever, you know, and I'm like, Lord, Bless this food, and as it nourishes my body, will you please nourish my soul? As I walk, you know, from the car to the airport, Lord, as my body is able to move me, please help strengthen my soul. Just everything with Jesus in it. There's probably a lot of you out there going, that's the divine will, Kendra. (laughs) And yes, it is. Some of you may not know. Louisa Picaretta and the whole divine will. 
but it's basically bringing Jesus into everything that we do. And this morning, I'm in a hotel room, a beautiful hotel room. It's actually Hotel Viata, which means hotel life. Isn't that cool? And a Catholic man named Jim Bush, B-U-S-C-H, bought this place and wanted it to be Catholic. And I'm telling you, there's a piece in here. I slept like a baby last night. Now, Tim Bush is a pretty well-known person in the Catholic space. If you don't know who he is, he's a Legatus member. He lives in California. He's the co-founder of the Magis Center with um, Father Spitzer, if you know him. And he's also the co-founder of the Napa Institute. So this guy is a very big conservative who has pretty much donated so much of his riches, right? The benefit and the beauty of God that gave him all this money. Then he turns around and gives it right back to God. I mean, that's what it's all about. Anyway, I'm sitting in this hotel room. I've got nowhere to go, people. Why do I have to multitask when I'm praying? I've added the chaplet of St. Michael to my prayers because I heard from my purgatory guy, Alvaro. By the way, I got a couple of questions that you guys have sent to me to ask Alvaro about purgatory. Please send me any question you have to my email, Kendra at KendraVonAsh.com. While I was watching his videos, I saw that we should be praying the St. Michael Chaplet. I will put the link of this beautiful chaplet that I found on YouTube. Now I'm in my hotel room. I prayed my rosary, my 40-minute rosary, and it was beautiful and I loved it, but guess what? I forgot to offer up because I was praying along with something. When I pray by myself with my own words, it may be a whole heck of a lot longer than 40 minutes, but it is prayerful. It is a conversation. It is different. So I'm looking at both of the rosaries that I've prayed. And I like the one where I do it, where I'm sitting and I'm talking to God and I'm giving him my time, my currency. Versus me praying to myself, which was beautiful. And by the way, I love to do that in the car or when I'm walking is to pray to someone else. But yeah, I've been really liking praying out loud the rosary. And I just started this when my husband died only a few days after. So this is new to me. And I also want to say that y'all know I had about an hour worth of, an hour's worth of devotion to our Blessed Mother. I had the litany of Our Lady. I had a whole bunch of prayers from St. Louis de Montfort. I even had the litany of the Holy Spirit, litany of the Holy Name of Jesus. I mean, these aren't short little prayers. But I kind of cut them out. Because my rosary and my time with God in that conversation was much more powerful than me listening to all those litanies and checking off those boxes. And then this morning when I'm praying the St. Michael prayer, the chaplet, I want to get up and multitask. I want to get ready while I'm praying the chaplet. And I offered it up to God. Lord, I offer up my lack of wanting to be still with you. You do whatever you want to with it, but give some to the souls in purgatory. And I force my butt to sit in that chair and finish out the prayers, no matter how much I wanted to get up and do something. 
I feel like prayer to me is a lifeline. It has to be exactly next to me. I mean, I have to be living in prayer. And you want to know what's funny? I haven't even been interested in what's been going on in the world. And I have my podcast to see what's going on in the world. I need to keep one foot in the world, right? Because that's where I'm trying to impact things, trying to share with the world what's going on with me. But I have to have my left foot firmly planted in the center with God and everything needs to pivot around him. And that means prayer. And that means a lot of silence and a lot of listening. So life goes on, but in a totally different way. Humbly, I give myself to God completely. I'm his. At this stage in my life right now, I do, ne- I do not, I never want to be married. I do not want a man in my life. I don't want anything to take me away from God. Am I going to be a religious person? I don't think that's my calling. But I don't have to be a religious person to give my life to God and to service him and to help people all over. Ah, but it's all about prayer. So that's what I want you to look at. Do you find that you are deepening your relationship with God in your prayer? Are you seeing him more? Are you having more peace? Are you able to not let your emotions rule you? Are you able not to judge or to stay away from those seven deadly sins? Do you have self-control? Like, I'm not preaching to you people. I just got saved on Sunday from the temperance thing with alcohol. So, hey, there's no judgment here. I just want you to know that that's not what I'm trying to do. What I'm trying to do is have you really look at yourself and look at your prayer life and what's really working and what isn't. Because like I said, I've changed a lot of things over these last couple of weeks and it's working, but it never changes. Our currency with God is our time, our undivided time, not multitasking, not doing other stuff, even getting up during prayer to get coffee. That was my, <laughs> that was my thing this morning. I'm like, well, okay, I'll sit here and I'll finish off this St. Michael prayer or the chaplet. And then, you know, while I'm doing it, I'm just going to go up and get some coffee. And that was totally not what I just said to God. Like, Hey, I'm going to sit here and do this. <laughs> I'm going to sit here and do do this. But you know, first I'm going to go get some coffee across the hotel room that I'm in. No, I sat there. All right. Oh my gosh. I looked down and hit 10 minutes. Can you believe I am now actually doing a 10 minute podcast, which is the purpose of of this thing from the very beginning, because people are busy. You've got so much information, so many things that are pulling at your time, podcasts and videos and audios and TV and streaming and social media and all these articles and what of those can you give up so that you can sit in silence with God? And let him tell you what he's trying to do in your life. Sit in 30 minutes today, somehow, some way, 
Ask God, give him full permission to change everything and anything in your heart, your soul, your mind, your body. And then at the end, just be grateful and thank him like crazy. All righty, now I'm going to go. It's getting a little late, but we got to pray first. So in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, come Holy Spirit, ignite our souls on fire for love of you and to take pleasure in your ways, not ours. There's so much more pleasure in your ways, Lord. Over these few days, I can see clearly. I don't need the pleasures of the world. I need the pleasure of your grace. And by doing your will, I am filled with such joy. Lord, please come into all of our hearts who are listening to this and change our desires. Change our hearts. That's where everything comes from. Our thoughts, our words, our deeds. And we need that changed. Replace our heart of stone with your heart of flesh. Mary, take our left hand. Holy Spirit, take our right. Guardian angel, guide us, lead us, and protect us today. Lead us to Jesus' sacred heart. We're there. We, we, we will be protected. We will find that mercy and love and joy and peace. Heavenly Father, we are going to pray a Hail Mary for all of the souls in purgatory. We're going to take a pause so everyone can silently speak, not silently, softly speak the names of those that they have lost. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with you, Mary. Blessed are you among women. We need blessings, Mary. Please pour them out on us. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Ah, oh, Holy Mary, Mother of God, please pray for all of us, us sinners. Now, we need you now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know what I just did there? That's kind of what I'm talking about. When I have the time, and I sit, and I pray out loud myself, nobody else pacing me, I find that I'm talking to God, that I am crying during my rosary from what I'm feeling, from the things that he's putting in my heart, and that is so helpful in deepening that relationship with God and knowing his voice and then living every moment with him, eating with him, walking with him, praying with him, existing with him, sitting in a chair with him, you know? Yes, it is the divine will. <laughs> But that's a whole nother thing. And we, uh, uh, maybe I'll approach that at another time. But it is beautiful. Louisa Picaretta. Go check her out. Okay. I love you all. Find something more with God. That's all we need. Get rid of all that other stuff. Because all it does, 
I don't, it, it confuses you. It messes you up. It makes you think that you need things that you don't need. And then once they're gone, you realize, wow, I really don't need that. And that actually wasn't even good for me at all. Why would I even think I needed that? Ah, okay. <laughs> Time to stop. Have a blessed and inspired day.